Hello there, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of CookieCast. Today on CookieCast, it's the Laces Out podcast, and we're talking NFL footballs, not surprisingly. Straight away, you'll notice, no special guest this week. It is explained, it's kind of okay, we'll let you decide. Um, but we're still bringing the great NFL content. We've got news, we've got game reviews, we've got game previews, predictions, stats, everything that you've come to expect from the Laces Out podcast. Before we get started, please do consider like, share, subscribe and comment, drop reviews and if you've got an NFL fan in your life, send them this podcast, they'll thank you for it. Right, let's get going. So here we go. This is Cookie Cast. Laces out. Recording in progress. Well, 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 well. Here we go. It's week. <coughs> Four going into week five. Uh, it's NFL podcast laces out. I am here, uh, and the co-host with the co-host is also here, Mr. Paul Williams. How are you, sir? I'm very well, Mr. Cook. Fantastic. How are you? Oh, I mean, I could complain, but I won't because we haven't got the time. Um, any of you watchers out there? Uh, you will notice a, a, a missing element. The NFL podcast is absolutely the place to get those special guests. And this week's special guest declined our offer due to, in his own words, pain of death. Which I think is acceptable. See, I, I didn't know whether you were going to go with... Our, our special guest this week is so special that they... Can't join us or something like yes, that. They're too special. So their special power is invisibility, mm. if you will. Yes, um, our our guest uh, had to decline, unfortunately. Um, but we said, "Hey, we have the tools, we have the mechanisms in place that that is not an issue for us. We can move on. We can call on." other guest predictors to help us out but before we get to that we don't need to go down that route it does mean there's a there's lack it's going to be a little bit lacking no season long picks and stuff i'll hand over to paul to drive the bus down the road of nfl football paul what have we got this week so like andy said there unfortunately no season long predictions from our guest as uh, they sadly don't exist um but we do have game week four predictions to go through from last week so obviously it was a full slate of 16 games again we had the joy of the first uk or overseas game from this week which was the vikings taking on the saints at tottenham hotspur stadium so 16 games to pick for 16 games to pick from sorry um in reverse order with seven out of 16 picks correct it was last week's guest Mr. Stuart Woodmansey, so well done Stuart, really? getting 7 out of the 16 games correct. Now, if you recall from last week's predictions and last week's podcast, myself and Andy had managed to somehow transpire to basically pick the exact same picks 
with the exception of the very first game of the week, which was the Cincinnati Bengals at home to the Miami Dolphins. One of us picked one way, one of us picked the other. Surprisingly enough, neither of us picked a tie. So the, basically, that, that game determined who would win the week as a whole. So, with 10 out of 16 picks correct, taking second place, is the man the podcast is named for. It is Mr. Andrew Cook, ladies and gentlemen, letting himself down by picking the Dolphins to beat the Bengals. I, however, was on the Bengals, so therefore getting 11 out of the 16 games correct and taking the win for this week, it is myself. So, from an overall scores for the season perspective, we have myself on two and a half points, whereas Andy and the guest each have one point. I know what you're thinking, but Mr Williams, how can there be four game weeks played and four and a half points total? We cover this. In last week's game, in, in last, sorry, not in last week's, in, the, in week three's predictions in that, there was a tie in week three. Yes, in week three. So it was last week. I do apologise. It was in last week's prediction. Um, myself, Andy and Rob all got seven out of 16 games correct. So rather than giving thirds of points, it just made it a lot easier if I just gave everyone a half point. So that indicates why there's a spare half point swimming around in the predictions. So that's the predictions, but we also do a side prediction that's just between me and Andy each week. So we each pick four teams that we think are nailed on to get a victory. We each get four picks. Once that game is picked, the other person can't pick the opposite team. It's not how it works. So, Andy's teams from last week, he did have the Dolphins as one of his four that's an incorrect pick, I'm afraid. He did, however, bring it round with the Cowboys at home to the Washington Commanders. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be bringing up the uh, the Cowboys. The Los Angeles Chargers at the Houston Texans. And the Green Bay Packers at home to the New England Patriots, giving Andy three out of four points, moving him on to seven out of a possible 16 for the season so far. Very well done, Mr Cook. Thank you. I sadly picked the Lions to continue their hot streak against the Seahawks. I was incorrect with this. Mm. Therefore, I take a loss on that one. However, I did have the Eagles at home to the Jags. They took care of business. The Giants at home to the Bears. They also took care of business. And the Raiders getting off the schneid against the Broncos at home, giving me me also three points and taking me on to 11 for the season so far. So they have it. After, after four weeks of the side bet, Andy has seven out of a possible 16. I have 11 out of a possible 16. And then we'll also get on to our week five side bet picks. Before we do that, why don't we have a little uh, bit of stats about week four's games? There are stats. Um, obviously, at this point in time, it's probably worth mentioning that the first stat is a bit of a it's a bit of a meaty one. It's quite long. It also talks about some 
possibly difficult subject. Um, I think mention of said Dolphins game is uh, is maybe an issue for some. Um, we here at CookieCast support um, correct concussion protocols. The stats this week are brought to you by the Stats Mistress. She's still she's still bringing it home for us. Um, and they are brought to her by Nate Davis of USA Today. These are the NFL Week 4 stats for the 2022 NFL season. Number one. The league's concussion protocol is issue number one. Hanging over this season. Following Dolphins quarterback Tua Tungavailoa's two blows to the head within a five-day stretch. Spanning week three and four and his ultimate hospitalization, the NFL Players Association initiated an investigation into Tungavailoa's treatment. The case remains open, but the union has already fired the unaffiliated neurotrauma consultant who helped treat the quarterback September 25th. On Saturday, the league and union released a joint statement which read, in part, and this is in quotations, the NFL and NFLPA agree that the modifications to the concussions protocol are needed to enhance player safety. We anticipate changes to the protocol being made in the coming days based on what has been learned thus far in the review process. Now, normally, I'd just jump straight onto stat number two for the week, but I don't think that's really going to be a thing at this point in time. I saw a, I saw a tweet uh, last week. We talked about tweets. Uh, last week we talked about tweets that age like milk. I saw a tweet uh, that was at the point in time I saw it twelve hours old, and in a lot of ways, this had also aged like milk because it said. If Tua Tungavailoa steps on the field today, now this was obviously after, so I was reading this after the events. It was talking about how things like, you know, criminal negligence of all staff and anybody involved in that team, how the the multiple people that would end up getting sued it was a, the worst possible thing that could happen and it just went on and on and on for a tweet it was quite hefty in the in the words um and obviously reading it i fully agreed with it having seen what happened um i know from what what we saw coming out after and for anybody that doesn't know it's probably worth mentioning like it says there um Tuatunga Vailoa took a hit in week three and it was a bad one and he was struggling to stand he was struggling to walk he needed he needed holding up and the Miami Dolphins announced that this was a back injury that was clearly a head injury um I, I, I talked about this and I said basically it's very simple there. They have built an offense around a particular player and the Dolphins were doing well and obviously they weren't have wanted to lose that player from that dynamic. So they've bent 
not necessarily the rules, but they've bent protocol, which I don't think anybody was going to agree with. Coming into week four, another hit, and it was horrible to watch. The way like his hands were twisted, the, the hit itself, every part of that should never have happened. Now I'm not saying it was a bad hit. I'm saying it was, you know, it was the the tackle was a tackle. It was. It's not that that we're talking about. It's the fact that it it had the opportunity to happen, and what has come off the back of that. Now, again, the Dolphins as a team have been very much on the oh he's moving all his extremities and he's and he's fine, you know, fine in the hospital and stuff. And it's like. Again, sounds very much like being played down um, from that side of things. And then immediately they fire the unaffiliated trauma specialist who is is just the sacrificial lamb because that means that everything's going to go away. And it's like, this is textbook how not to do stuff. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I did see that... Um... To absolutely no one's surprise, he's he's officially been ruled out of week five. Um, no, no shit. Um, yeah. But yeah, it, it, it's it's one of those ones where, I, I, in fact, I remember. Um, I don't think it was last season. I think it was a couple of seasons ago. When do you remember when Patrick Mahomes took a hit in the um, playoff game against the Cleveland Browns? Yeah. And I think he had to he had to finish the game. Well, they had to bring in Chad Henney, I think, to finish the game. And everyone was saying, "Oh, well, title uh, AFC title games next week. Is he going to clear the concussion the concussion protocols of that?" And obviously, he did. He played. There were no issues. But it's that sort of situation where if he'd have been in the uh, if he'd have been in the tour position. Where he'd have taken a hit and just gone down like Tua did, yeah. The Chiefs would have been in all sorts of problems, yeah, and they wouldn't have had a leg to stand on and stuff like that. So it does just go to show that it's not so much hit and miss because obviously, had Tua not taken that hit, there's all there's all sorts of possibilities that he would have been absolutely fine. But it's the fact that well, he did yeah. take the hit. You you and, can't take that chance. And the fact that they that they did take that chance, I imagine it speaks volumes in a lot of ways. It's just a really bad look for everybody. It's not crazy when you put in people's lives, people's careers. Just just the simple, you know, taking two bad hits in two weeks. When you put in that in front of everything else, there's a distinct problem there. I'd seen all sorts of stuff saying concussion protocols taken a massive step back because of this and and all sorts of stuff like that. It's like yeah. The whole thing needs addressing, you know, the the concussion protocol was put in place for a very clear reason and if that reason isn't being hit then something's gone wrong. It's not it's not there to stop teams winning, which is maybe how it's perceived by some teams it's there for a very clear reason 
and when that when that is not followed then you've got problems moving on uh, obviously we we wish we wish all the best and 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 you know speedy recovery if that is a thing for uh, for tour and you know hopefully the the dolphins can also keep moving forward because they were doing well so second stat of the week the current system failed once again Sunday night when Tampa Bay Buccaneers tight end Cameron Brait re-entered the game after suffering a blow to the head that eventually landed him in the protocol uh, starting to sound a little bit like a broken record this that one, that one was strange because you could see that he was clearly a bit sort of woozy, like his his eyes were a bit like sort of not there. And it was strange that he, he came off, obviously went through the protocol, passed the protocol, and then at that and then at half time they must have evaluated him again and he was just gone. But then later in the game he he, he was he was back out on the side and he looked he looked absolutely fine. So I don't really know what's happened there. Because I don't know if it was they just didn't have enough time to to evaluate him, or he just managed to sort of skip by the medical person. I don't know, but yeah, something's definitely like not not right in that one. I, I'd listen like in that game, the commentary was saying about how players are, are putting the team winning before their health and getting back out on the field when. <sighs> Everybody involved know no they shouldn't be. That's not a good look for anyone. So, it, it's scary stuff. It, it it's really scary stuff. Stand number three is the New York Jets quarterback Zach Wilson made his debut, having missed the first three weeks following surgery from a preseason knee injury. He threw a pair of picks against the Pittsburgh Steelers, but also passed for 252 yards and a touchdown in a 24-20 upset. He became the first Jets quarterback to ever catch a touchdown pass and celebrated accordingly. As for the Steelers, uh, who have lost three in a row without OLB. TJ Watt. Rookie quarterback Kenny Pickett made his regular season debut. The 2022 first rounder became the first quarterback in league history to rush for multiple touchdowns in his inaugural game. He also threw a trio of ints, one a Hail Mary attempt to the contest final play, and the other two maybe not his fault either. His, his his first passing attempt was an interception. Yeah, which, to be fair, puts him in as esteemed in esteemed uh, company as um, Peyton Manning's first passing attempt in the NFL was an interception. So, um, I know a couple of people who are going to enjoy this stat, Paul. Time to trade Dak Prescott, question mark. 
Backup Cooper Rush became the first Dallas Cowboys quarterback to win his first four starts after overseeing a 25-10 win against the Washington Commanders. Rush passed for 223 yards and a pair of touchdowns, while the Dallas defense largely snuffed the Commanders' offense. I know I mentioned it earlier, and I do want to discuss Cowboys football. Um, I am... Well and truly behind the first part of that stat. I have zero time for Dak Prescott. I think he is a terrible quarterback. And I also believe that the Cowboys are consistently worse off for having him in that position. I honestly think that this is a great point to just say, let's 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 not have you back, shall we? Let, let's just stick with what we've got. The Cowboys are winning. It's a strange one because obviously Dak got the job when Tony Romo was injured. So, is there a possibility that that Dak could have that done to himself? Obviously, Cooper Rush is doing well. The winning games with him as as the starter, it would make absolutely no sense to switch him out at the minute. So, but you know. That when Dak Prescott gets cleared to return, that's exactly what they're going to do. Because that's what they always do. They always go, this quarterback is winning games for us. But that's our franchise quarterback. So let's get him back in the game so we can go back to losing. <laughs> what I would what I would what I would prefer to see is when somebody in that position returns, whether they say, Look, this guy's been winning, you're not able to say that for us. So let's play for the game. You know, let's play for that role. You go in for now, and if you don't put us ahead by this point in time, then he's going in. The sixth, and for me, final stat for the week looks a little bit like this. Joining the Cowboys at 3-1 and one in the NFC East is the New York Giants. The last time they began 3-1 and one was 2011, which also happens to be the, set, the last time they won the Super Bowl. Interesting. Paul, I know for a fact I sent you some meaty stats. What have you got for us? He did indeed, Mr. Cook. So, Sunday's game in London's Tottenham Hotspur Stadium between the Minnesota Vikings and the New Orleans Saints was the NFL's 100th to be played outside of the American borders. For the first time in an NFL International Series game, God Save the King was sung prior to kickoff. More Patrick Mahomes magic. As the Kansas City Chiefs thumped Tom Brady and the Buccaneers 41-31 to on Sunday night, the score much closer than the game ever was. On Sunday, Green Bay quarterback Aaron Rodgers threw his 500th career touchdown pass, including the playoffs, the fifth man in NFL history to reach that plateau. Only Brady, 716, Drew Brees, 608, Peyton Manning, 579, and Brett Favre, 552, are the others in that group. It's one of those things, 
Um, what the listener slash watcher won't know is that we are a little pressed for time at this point. I can see a countdown ticking away. Um, <laughs> but this was one of the games that I did want to kind of touch on. Um, a, a classic example of when the Chiefs are absolutely on point what they can achieve as a team. They were on fire in that game. Unfortunately, on the other side of the ball, on the other side of the field, whichever way you want to put it, I also feel that game highlighted the glaring holes in that Buccaneers team. I said that last week, I was like, you, we were talking about, is everybody still comfortable with their Super Bowl pick? And I was like, I, I, I'd like my pick back because I don't know what's wrong with that team, but there's something wrong with that team. And it's just week in, week out. It's just the holes are just getting bigger and bigger. It's it's kind of scary to watch. But yeah, maybe this is the end. It's, uh, it's not great. And it's, again, it's, it's, another, it's another thing that just throws weight behind my I don't think Brady will finish the season pick. But that's just me. Something else that didn't get picked up in the stats on that one was that... Um, Mahomes was the fastest quarterback to 20,000 passing yards. Yeah. Um, I think it said that he'd done it in 68 games, mm. maybe. Uh, and I think he got there quicker than Stafford, who was the, the quickest before him. And I think he'd done it in 79, I think. Yeah. But continuing on, the Titans, who won the AFC South the past two seasons, improved to 2-2 two and two to clear a share of the division lead following the Jacksonville Jaguars' loss at Philadelphia. Jacksonville, mar- Jacksonville was marred by five turnovers from quarterback Trevor Lawrence, and Lawrence became the first player in the 21st century to lose four fumbles in a single game. It was raining; the ball was potentially a little bit slippery, but uh, and they kept talking about that in, the, in in the commentary. They kept mentioning the the weather conditions and stuff, but yeah, it looked it looked dicey, whichever way you want to slice it, whether or not. You're not great. The Seattle Seahawks and Geno Smith prevailed 48-45 to against the Lions on Sunday. The teams combined for 12 touchdowns and 1,075 yards of offence. That game sounded ridiculous. Yeah, it was bonkers. I, it's another kind of, com, of, of combo that I'm starting to enjoy, this Geno Smith-Seahawks combination. I kind of like it. And I, I was, I felt to start off with, I felt a bit wrong saying that, having been, you know, behind behind Wilson for so long. But if it's working, it's working. You can't deny it. So I was a bit like, yeah, I kind of, I kind of getting on board with this. It's true. If it's if it's getting them results, then uh, then you know, yep. stick with it. Absolutely. Just two more to go from me. So Chargers running back Austin Eckler. Tied for the league lead with 20 touchdowns scored in 2021, but began Sunday with a donut in the scoring column. By the uh, end of the game, however, he had th- he had reached the end zone three times, as the battered Bolts notched a badly needed 34 to 24 win against the Houston Texans. And finally, the Texans, oh, three, and one. And now the league's only winless team. Indeed. After the Raiders got themselves a win against the Broncos. 
whilst the Eagles improved to 4-0, largely thanks to running back Miles Sanders, who proved to be an all-weather back by scoring twice and rushing for a career-best 134 yards at the waterlogged Lincoln Financial Field. What you're saying there, Paul, is it would be a really, really, really bad idea to leave Sanders on your bench this weekend? Hands up if you... Do the best. It's alright though, I, I played the Lions defence and scored me minus eight. I was very worried that my defence was not the defence for me, uh, having decided after long and hard that it was going to be the San Francisco 49ers for me this week. 22 points later, I um, beat, beat the number one in our league. Don't know what to tell you on that one. What I can tell you is we've got next week to discuss. We kind of put a bow on week four and threw it in the river. Uh, we do have next week to discuss, which will involve talking about picks, side action, and everything in between. But we'll have to do that after a very short break. We will be back. Recording in progress. That's it, a short commercial break and we're back. Where are we now? What's next on the agenda? So, like you like to say, week four, done, dusted, neatly folded, placed into the box. We do move on to week five and all that's left to do is go through our week five predictions and picks. So week five opens up with the Thursday night football where the Indianapolis Colts travel to Denver to take on the Broncos in what I believe is known officially as the Peyton Manning derby. Um, I, saw, I saw something where someone had put on, um, uh, on, the, on, on the Twitter that um, Prime was taking the piss out of the Falcons because they'd picked Jonathan Taylor, number 28, for the, Bronco, uh, for the, for the Colts. And Russell Wilson, number three for the Denver Broncos. Uh, it took me a while to get there in the end, but I didn't realise what they were getting at. And it was quite funny. Um, but no, I believe they are just the two premier players on either team. So Falcons fans, don't take don't take any offence to it, just because your team absolutely shot the bed in the Super Bowl. But we don't need to go on about it. So yes, we have the Indianapolis Colts taking on the Denver Broncos. Now, as, as you can see from those watching on YouTube, there is no guest this week. However, we've called in a few favours, we've pulled a few strings, and we've managed to get the picks for this week's guest done by everyone's favourite faceless podcast contributor. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Amy Britton's picks are back in the world. She's returned from week one. I don't think I ever told her that she actually tied that week so she, she she got more oh no I think I think I did tell that she got more right than me so she should just, she should just basically take my my place to be honest I'll, I'll get her on towards the end of the season I'll I'll get her on in, in my place and it'll I keep, be I keep doing, saying uh, doing the podcast I keep saying we need we need a podcast where all of us are replaced by our significant others I've suggested it to the Formula One guys because they love talking about their their good ladies Right. I keep saying, we need to do a podcast where we're replaced by our significant others, but then it's never mentioned. Just completely gloss over it. 
We've also got the issue that it's never going to happen. Well, uh, I was going to say, do you think she's? Do you think she's ever going to strap on the podcast pants and get get involved? <sighs> Super Bowl preview. Let's make. Let's lock it in now. Maybe if 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 she's had the prerequisite right number of glasses of wine, maybe she might be tempted. But until that point, it's probably unlikely to happen. We digress. We'll dive back into the week five picks. So, as we said, Colts Broncos is the first game of the week. A um, couple of homer picks in this one. We've got yourself and Amy going for the Broncos, whereas I've picked the Colts to get the win in this one. Uh, let's be honest; it's two poor teams playing against each other. It's probably going to be a terrible, terrible game. Yeah, not one for the purists. Uh, whoever comes out on top will just be slightly better off. But... <laughs> Don't see either of these teams making the postseason personally. Both pretty poor. Russell Wilson's trade to Denver hasn't exactly gone to plan. Uh, and he, he just looks a bit lost to me. He does look as if he's getting a little bit better. But Do you do you think that Do you think the Denver Broncos is where Russell Wilson will retire? Uh, I don't know. I don't know to be honest, because what he's thirty 33, 34, something like that. He's in his, his mid-30s, mid let's say. So, depending on whether he's going to try and do a Brady and play till his mid-40s, I can't see him being in Denver for the next five to six years. I think it could be a two years, see how he's done, and then they might try and shop him around. If it's been a, if it's been a complete and total bust, then... I can see changes being made. The Broncos aren't exactly ones to hang around. I think since Peyton's re- since Peyton retired, I've, they've had what at least four or five different starting quarterbacks. You've yeah, had Simeon for a while. Um, Case Keenum had a go. Flacco had a go. Bridgewater had a go. Drew Locks had a go. So no one's ever been able to really hammer that down. So at time of recording, Russell Wilson is thirty-three years old. So there you go. So he's, he's arguably he's arguably got at least another guaranteed four or five years if he can stay healthy. Um, but it's just whether he wants to continue on. Obviously, he's got outside interests with his wife and things like that. So that might dictate certain things he might want to he might want to spend more time with his family you never know but i think it'll be a case of how the next season and a half goes yeah will de- will determine whether he stays around or not <clears throat> yeah we move on to the second of the international games played this season and it is the first trip over the pond for the green bay packers who are the designated home team and will take on the new york giants Two picks for the Packers in this one, myself and Andy, whereas Amy thinks the Giants might spring a bit of a surprise here. Honestly, given how the season's gone so far, wouldn't class it as that much of a shock if the Giants actually managed to get that result there. I am picking the Packers, though. Next up, we uh, we move back to the 6 o'clock slot uh, slot of games over here in the UK, where we had the Los Angeles Chargers taking on the Cleveland Browns. Again, myself and Andy have both gone for the Chargers, whereas Amy has picked the Browns. Next up, we've got the Steelers taking on the Buffalo Bills. Uh, Myself and Andy on the Bills. Amy's taking the Steelers. 
She's all, she's all about the underdogs this week, clearly. Uh, we have the Houston Texans travelling to Jacksonville to take on the Jags. Clean sweep of predictions for the Jags here. Feeling that Trevor Lawrence is going to bounce back with a nice comprehensive win against the teams, the, the league's only winless team. Next up, we've got the Chicago Bears travelling to Minnesota to take on the Vikings. Myself and Andy both like the Vikings, whereas Amy has taken the Bears in this one. Really? I can see the I can see the logic in that one. Obviously, Minnesota have had to come back from the UK, no bye week. Um, so there's a potential that some of the players could be a bit jet lagged. So, did you see anything that. about um, Justin Fields? Saw something earlier uh, or late last week, early this week, saying that Justin Fields has uh, expressed a dislike for the current uh, way the Bears are and is potentially requesting trade. Can't confirm the source. It is something that I saw in the last week, though. Oh, dear. <laughs> well, watch this space, as that could become uh, quite the uh, quite the story. Next up, we have the Detroit Lions travelling to New England to take on the Patriots. And we've got another clean sweep here, ladies and gentlemen. We've all gone for the Lions to uh, bounce back after their 48-point uh, sham against the Seahawks last week. Next up, we've got the Seahawks travelling to New Orleans to take on the Saints. Uh, myself and Andy both picked the Saints on this one. Obviously, no jet lag there. Whereas Amy has picked the Seahawks to continue their little uh, good spell of form. We've got the Miami Dolphins travelling to New York to take on the Jets. Uh, clean tweet for the Dolphins on this one. Uh, obviously, with or without Tua, probably should just about have enough to take care of the Jets. Um, we've got the, the Atlanta Falcons taking on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers um, again myself and Andy this is the this is the Buccaneers third game at home in a row and they are yet to win at home having lost the last two against the Packers and the Chiefs me and Andy both think they'll bounce back though with a nice comprehensive win against the, uh, the Atlanta Falcons whereas Amy has picked the Falcons to get the road win we have the Tennessee Titans travelling to Washington to take on the Commanders. Clean sweep for the Titans on this one. The San Francisco 49ers away at the Carolina Panthers. Andy and Amy firmly in the camp of the 49ers on this one. However, I've picked the Panthers mainly because, for some reason, the San Francisco 49ers do well against teams that you'd think they'd struggle against, but seem to struggle against teams that you think they would put away nice and easily. Mm. So I think the Panthers will spring the shock here and the 49ers will just be as they usually are shit against average teams. Uh, next up we have the unbeaten Philadelphia Eagles taking on the Arizona Cardinals. Myself and Andy think they will remain undefeated whereas Amy's taking the Cardinals to hang the first loss on the Eagles this season. Could happen. They're probably going to lose at some point. Why not this week? Last three games, we have the Dallas Cowboys travelling to LA to take on the Rams. Amy's taken the Cowboys and Cooper Rush to get yet another win, whereas myself and Andy think the Rams will hang a loss on the Cowboys. The Sunday Night Football sees the Cincinnati Bengals travel to Baltimore to take on the Ravens. And we've all picked the Ravens to get the win in that one. And the Monday Night Football should be a bit tasty. In a conference game between the Vegas Raiders 
and the Kansas City Chiefs. And we have all gone for the Kansas City Chiefs to get the win. That's our week five game picks for all 16 games. All that's left to do, Mr. Cook, is to pick our side bets. And obviously, as we both got three wins out of four last week, it is back to you to pick first again overall, my friend. I'm, I was trying to be on the bobby, and I'm nearly there on the screen I need to be on in my, with my dinosaur uh, technology. Uh, any, any second now. Here we go. So, last week I tried a bit of a... I'm, you know, I need to readjust things. So if I if I pick teams that are normally losing to win, then the world will write itself and they will start losing. Um, okay. See how you like this one. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers to beat the Atlanta Falcons. I like it. I'd love to see the stats and see if Brady has ever lost three home games on the spin. <sighs> I would imagine probably not. As I mean, there'll be seasons where he didn't even lose three games at all. So, yeah, um, I'd imagine it's unlikely that he's ever gone three home games losing in, in consecutive weeks. But we'll see. I like it as a first pick, though. Falcons, not really that strong. It's the kind of game the Buccaneers need just to get themselves back. Yeah, on. they need to right the ship at this point. That's, that's some lovely that's some lovely wordplay. That's 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 what the that's what the oh, viewers and the listeners keep coming back for, isn't it? I mean, let's be honest. Stu would have high fived the shit out of that. Oh yeah, big time. Right, my first two picks. I will go for the Jacksonville, the Jaguars, to take care of business against the Houston Texans at home. Does it not feel weird picking the Jaguars to win a game? It does, yeah, yeah. but I've liked what I've seen so far. They started off for the game against the Eagles really strong, and then obviously they just ran out of steam. Trevor Lawrence just started throwing picks <laughs> all over the place, started deciding it want to hold onto the ball and all that sort of jazz. Uh, my second pick... I'm going to go for the Buffalo Bills... To take care of business against the Steelers at home. I looked at that game as kind of a banker. But I've not been I've not been keen. Like everybody was hard on for the Bills at the start of the season. And and it it looks a little bit like they've maybe taken a like a, a step off the gas maybe and maybe it's just one of those where it was a bad week and they needed to just you know get back back to it but anyway you've made that as a pick um i will jump straight in with the kansas city chiefs to dominate 
the against the Las Vegas Raiders. And your third pick, sir. There's some there's some difficult games to predict here. You've got that one. Okay. I'm going to stick with a prediction that I've made in the week predictions. And I'm going to go with the Green Bay Packers getting it done in the UK against the New York Giants. I like it. I like it very much. The only thing that, that makes me wonder about the Packers is the fact that they've never been over before. I do wonder how they're going to deal with the travel. Because I know a lot of teams have, have struggled. There is also that whole when the teams step foot on the soil of another country, sometimes, you know, things go awry. Um... But I'm 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 still I'm still thinking the Packers will be able to get it done. Yeah, I'd agree with that. So my last two picks of the side bet. I'm gonna go for the Titans mm. at the Commanders. Yeah, good pick. I'm not feeling I'm not feeling super Super confident about that one, but some of the other games are a little bit closer than I'd like. Yeah. And my last one. Mm-mm-mm. A lot of division games. Yeah. A lot, a lot of division games this week. I'll go for the Vikings. They're at home. I like the Vikings at home. So... I will say this here and now. You have taken my last pick. Obviously, that's the way this game works. Um, I was kind of locked in on that. But in the process of looking for a possible other pick, I it's a dodgy pick to make, I know, but Philadelphia Eagles. To beat the Arizona Cardinals, I'm looking at the four and zero versus the two and two in that situation. Um, as as you mentioned before, the um, the Eagles are going to have to take a loss at some point. I can't see them keeping this up, but I don't think I see it being this game necessarily. Um, I think they need to come up against probably a stronger team. To 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 take a comfortable loss. Yeah, the Cardinals. The Cardinals are one of those weird teams for me. They're like they're 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 in a very a very similar sort of vein to the uh, the Forty Niners for me. The the Cardinals will struggle to beat a team like the Jets. So they'll labour to like a three point win or something like that. Mm. And then they'll go and play against the Chiefs, and they'll absolutely twat them. Yeah, or something like that. They're a very, they're a very strange team to watch. I um, I drafted Kyler Murray as my uh, QB one. Yeah, because no problems with that. In previous seasons, 
he was one of those quarterbacks that no matter what the team did, he still got ridiculous number of points. However, this season, that has not been the case. Um, a, a distinct drop-off in numbers. I don't know if that's team-wise or, or him, or maybe the answer is in, you know, if you reverse engineer it, is it him that's causing um, the problems in the team? You know, at the end of the day, the the, the quarterback leads the charge, and if um, if there's any kind of drop off, it's always funny in it because obviously loads of stuff came out in the off season where he'd had a he'd had a clause put into his contract that he he had to do independent study and all that sort of stuff. Then that was quoted as being incorrect information, or it was removed, or something like that. Uh, and then everyone's. <laughs> Everyone's saying all these like sort of like cracking good jokes that oh well every 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 weekend that there's like you know a Call of Duty online game or something like that he's like three and thirty six or something like that so because obviously he's spent all Friday and Saturday night up playing video games and stuff like that but I mean I I I always have that thing of you know what do sports personalities that get paid ridiculous amounts of money actually do with their time. You know, there's only, well, there's only so many times you can go out for a nice meal and, you know, but I imagine that's not the not the case, you know. But I know a, I know a lot of, uh, a lot of NFL players, a lot of sports, sports personalities love the computer games love that that world. Um, obviously, when a new Madden gets released, there's often like tournaments between players. I'd seen something about how you were able to like sign up to play against NFL players for like online tournaments and stuff, and stuff like that. that's kind of cool. Uh, but yeah, there's uh, what do you do with all your time and all your money? I suppose it is a, it is a thing. It is a legitimate thing. Don't get us wrong. So. Just to clarify, side bet week five teams are as follows. Andy has the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at home to the Atlanta Falcons. The Kansas City Chiefs at home to the Las Vegas Raiders. The Packers at home to the New York Giants. It's in London. And the Philadelphia Eagles on the road in Arizona against the Cardinals. I have taken the Jacksonville Jaguars at home to the Houston Texans. The Buffalo Bills, at home, to the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Tennessee Titans, on the road, against the Washington Commanders. And the Minnesota Vikings, at home, to the Chicago Bears. Four delicious picks, made by two delicious people, in one delicious competition. That, ladies and gentlemen, concludes... Your week four roundup, your week five preview. Mr. Cook, do you have anything further to add to this particular party, recipe, meal, whatever you want to class it? There's not, there's not a huge amount for me. It's just a, a big shout out to the listener slash watcher. Um, if, if you love the NFL like we love the NFL um, and you think... 
do you know something? These guys, I could take them down like that. Get involved. Send in your predictions. Get in on the side bet. Take the, take our remaining games and try and make something out of them. Send it in to us. And uh, if you if you beat us, then you can come on and gloat. If you uh, even if you don't beat us, why don't you come on and gloat anyway? We we are absolutely open to offers of uh, guests, cash money. Um, Mostly cash money. NFL memorabilia, paraphernalia. Um, absolutely. And uh, yeah, if you manage to beat us, we can hook you up with NFL memorabilia. Mad props. Yeah, Mad props. Yeah, that's it as well. Yeah. Other than that, I don't particularly have anything else. Um, I don't like, like um, I was saying to you off air, I'd wanted to really get into the football side of the fo- football podcast. Um, but other than that, nothing from me. Anything from you? No, sir. Just for everyone to enjoy the uh, upcoming weekend's festivities. If you're based in the UK and you head into uh, the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium for the Giants Packers game, enjoy. That was that was Obviously. one thing. That, that was one thing I was oh. going to mention earlier. The absolute delight of putting the TV on in the middle of the Sunday Sunday day. Going, just going to watch a little. NFL action, mm, delicious, and then being being told I had to put a Disney movie on. Oh, oh dear! Yes, but first time for the Packers traveling to the UK. So yeah. let's see if Aaron and the boys can put up some good numbers. And that is all thirty-two teams having yeah, uh, would have played in London. At that point, once the uh, once the pack has uh, has come to the uh, to the UK, so lovely stuff. Well, there we go. That's that. Send us your picks, people. Get involved. Get stuck in. If you love it like we love it, why don't you love it a bit more? We will be back next week. We might even have a guest if we can, um, you know, find one like down the back of the sofa or in the street or off the list of guests that I've got for this season. One of them will be here, that's for sure. But until then, it's goodbye from myself. It's goodbye from my co-host. It's goodbye to you lovely people. And we shall see you then. Tatty byes. So there you go, what do you think of that? I don't think we were doing too badly without a guest. Got through it nice and quick. Some might say that's a good thing. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Thanks for being here. Um, Please do consider like, share, subscribe and comment. Drop reviews. Send this to a loved one. And if you're in the uh, market for a website, you can check out thecookiecast.com. There's social media links and an email button and you can get in touch with us. Drop off those pics you said you were going to do. That's it for this one. Until next time, I'm going to say bye. And I'll see you then. You've just listened listened to to another another episode episode of Cookie Cast. Cast. Thanks Thanks for listening. listening.